So today we're going to look at another scripture from the series we've been doing as a church. Some of you have been with us for weeks and weeks. We've been doing a scripture on what's called the Sermon on the Mount. But our pastor's husband, our other pastor, calls it a different name. He doesn't particularly like the word sermon because it triggers and brings up when he was sort of in a religious church that was very dogmatic and very difficult. Does anybody remember the word Craig likes to call instead of the Sermon on the Mount, he called the message. I'm going to bring you a special surprise next week. I said, whoever remembered that, and I'm going to tell him and he's going to be touched. Um, so today we're going to look at one scripture. And again, we're not going to be long. We're going to look at Matthew 6, 9. And it says very simply, this then, this is Jesus speaking, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Traditional ver versions, this might be the NIV or either the King James, use that word hallowed. We're going to look at it in a moment, what, what hallowed means. But I love that when Jesus was teaching... <clears throat> his disciples to pray. And when he's given this for us to follow, he doesn't say a father, your father, my father. He says, our father. He clearly wants us to pray as we are talking to father God as our father. But even as Craig mentioned last week, the heart, of our experience with God as a father, not to mention a loving father is based greatly on the type of, excuse me, earthly fathers or father we had. Some of you might not have known your father. Some may have known him, but he wasn't a good father or not present or not active in your life. Some may have known, thank you, Peter, their father. He might have been there. Thank you, so sweet. <laughs> thank you so much. So maybe you knew your father, but he wasn't really emotionally there, emotionally absent or not there for you in other ways. Or some may have had a good father who was there and he was a good provider, but maybe he was hard. Maybe he was kind of tough. And some of you might have had an excellent father. In my life, my father, until he passed away when I was 19, was present in the home with my mother and my brother. We lived in a beautiful but modest home on Long Island. But he was tough, and he was very critical. My dad was a captain in the NYPD, and I felt in some ways a lot of rejection, which I believe could have led me to have father hunger, where I was looking for what I didn't get from my father, mostly in men. And you know what? When I look back, most of the relationships I had with men, they were rejecting me. 
in one way or another. They were critical. So you know what? I actually believe that's what love looked like to me. And some of you that know my testimony know that it almost killed me because I was infected 30 years ago with HIV. So I was looking for love in relationships with men and it almost killed me. Well, I bet after I got infected, that ended that search, right? And I and I really do um, want to say that God has been really good despite my having that diagnosis because my brother died in 1980 of AIDS and they didn't have the medicine that I've been on. I've been undetectable for 29 years. And you know what else? I got that diagnosis when I was in a Christian program almost 30 years ago. And I had given my heart to the Lord. And about a month later, I found out I was infected. But you know what I know without a shadow of a doubt? If I had received that diagnosis when I was out doing drugs and out like that, I wouldn't be here today because I would have never sobered up, right? So my father, not purposely, was critical and did cause me to feel some rejection so I also felt God must feel that way about me too. God must be critical of me. And God probably doesn't really like me so much. So if we've had poor experiences with our father, it can cause us not to warm up to God our father and not to pray or not to pray to him as our father. But let's follow what Jesus said. You know what? Jesus doesn't even say, then this is how you should pray, dear Jesus. He wants us to connect with God the Father. So he says, when we pray, we should say our Father. And God our Father is nothing like our earthly fathers, even if your earthly father was good. Because our earthly fathers had to fall short because they're not perfect or they weren't perfect. There's only one who's perfect, right? Only Jesus. And God, our father and Jesus love us unconditionally. And I truly believe there isn't anything on earth that could cause father God not to love us. No situation, no choice, nothing on earth could cause God not to love us as his father. Now, I know a lot of churches feel differently about that, but that's how we feel at Communitas. And I am very close to my pastors and I talk to them about different things and they believe that too. So I'm not just standing here in their absence telling you something that they wouldn't agree with. We're 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 just inclusive because God is. That's how God is. Um, okay. Now. I have a sister-in-law who has disowned, she has two daughters, she's disowned one of her daughters. And over time and for years since that has happened, I have reflected on it. I think my first sermon I ever preached here, I talked about it in a different uh, way and how personally me as a mom, I could never, ever disown my daughter. I don't care what she did. I don't care if she... 
um, you know, killed her husband and her two children and chopped them up in little pieces and ate them, I'd visit her in the prison. Okay. There's nothing, there's no thing my daughter could do that would cause me not to love her. And that is exactly how God feels about each one of us. And guess what else I heard this morning? I said, Oh, let me get my pen and write this down that not only is there nothing we could do to make him not love us. Well, I was happy this morning to hear again, because I had heard it before that there's nothing we can do to make him love us more. So sometimes I think of my shortcomings and the ways I fall short. And I think, well, when I'm not doing that anymore, or when I'm not you know, smoking a cigarette here or there, you know, he's going to be happy with me and he's going to love me more. But that's not true. He loves us just as we are right here today. Now, Romans 8, 15 says, we have not received a spirit that makes us fearful slaves. Instead, we receive God's spirit where he adopted us as his children. I watched a documentary. I'm not Hispanic. I'm African-American. And I watched a documentary a couple of days ago on black churches. I'm not against black churches. I love black churches. But it was sharing a lot of things that traditional black churches and maybe some other churches are really holding people in chains and having them feel feel horrible and that God doesn't love them, uh, you know, unless this and this and that. And I, I just had to share that. It just couldn't be further than the truth because also um, like the church Craig came up in, I grew up Catholic. My dad was Methodist. And when I went through the Christian program teen challenge, it was very strict and very legalistic. And I think I walked around in the program with a gray cloud over my head. And I think for many years after that, I always felt like I was this detestable, horrible sinner that really, by the grace of God, I was saved, but that he really didn't, you know, care that much about me. So anyway, God adopted us because he wanted us. He wanted to. The verse in Romans goes on to say, as Craig said last week, now we call him Abba. As Craig said, is a word that means Papa. I get distracted. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we're God's children. So if you don't feel like a loved child of God, there's something in your spirit that's stopping you from feeling that, but it's not God. Okay. And then to, to, I think I'm closing now. Let me see. Yeah. All right. Almost. Um, so then, oh, so God won't force us to look at him or to come to him as a father, but he would love for your spirit to join with his and you understand him as your father. And then the verse in Matthew, where it says hollowed, um, where it says our father in heaven. So Craig sent me something for that. Because don't we usually think when we think of God in heaven, he's up there 
way in the clouds up there in heaven. But he's not just in heaven. He's not far off. He's everywhere. God the Father is present right with us. And the use, I believe, of the word our Father in heaven is to remind us of his stature. We're not to be reminded of what our father on earth was. He is our father in heaven. Many versions go on to say, like this one, I thought I had given the NLT, but it's okay. Many versions use that word hollowed, which, you know, we don't say hollowed. Um, you know, this is a little silly, but we don't say, oh, hollowed was that slice of pizza. Or, you know, we don't, we don't really say hollowed when we, you know, might mention God, right? And other versions use the word honor. So the word hollowed, when we Pray to God, our Father in heaven. We want to honor him. We want to lift him up. We want to worship him. Oh, my gosh, like we did today. Betsy's a worshiper, too. You heard her, right? I've known Betsy for a few years and just blessed my socks off to see her here this morning. He's maker of all. He's perfect in all his ways. And so in closing... Um, he longs to be our heavenly father because he cares deeply for you. He gave his only son for you. Oh, thank you. You're going to play a little music? Okay. He wants to protect you. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to bless you, and he is. Don't give up hope, and don't give up. And the plans he has for you, Betsy, the plans he has for you, people, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Let's pray. Let's pray. <sighs> Father God, our earthly fathers were human, and many times they did the best they could based on what they knew from their fathers or maybe the lack of having a good and healthy father in their lives. But even the best earthly fathers in the world will inevitably make mistakes and mess up, hurt us, or not always be fair. But you, Father God, are perfect in all your ways. You'll never, ever make the same mistakes or do the same things that hurt us from our earthly fathers. Help us to keep that distinction and view you with reverence and the understanding of your nature that you truly deserve. Bless everyone here on their journey with you as their good heavenly father. Amen.